It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants. Hello and welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast, Survivor News Edition, Episode 146, Words Matter. I serve as your humble and oh-so-gracious host, Bryce Isaiah, and thank you so much for tuning in this week. If you could be so kind to ensure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever it is that you get your podcasts from. The Purple Pants Podcast is there waiting for you to subscribe giving your baby boy some five stars and writing a review as well. You can follow along with this audio podcast to YouTube and watch the video. Bryce Isaiah, hit subscribe. Give the video a thumbs up and let us know in the comments what you think. We are excited. The trio of your baby boys is back. Wendell Holland, Jack Atkins, and myself are breaking down Survivor Season 42, Episode 2. Okay, so listen, it ain't really much more for me to say. Let's get into the Survivor news. We are back this week with your Survivor News. All three of your favorite baby boys are here. Let's formally welcome the baby boy that is Jack to the Atkins from season two of The Circle. Welcome back to the podcast, Jack. Good to be here as always, Bryce. And, you know, we got Wendell back this week, so super excited. Yes, let's give a warm welcome to the win that is the DZ, the winner of Ghost Island, the first boot at Winners at War. And Apparently did not last long on the CBS The Channel. <laughs> oh, the first boot on the CBS challenge. <laughs> yes, there was speculation going around on Twitter and on the YouTube comments that you were not here last week uh, because you were on the challenge. Can you speak to those rumors? I cannot confirm or deny said rumors. Oh, shoot. <laughs> you know, I got to like be extra posting when I go places so people don't speculate. So I was in Jamaica and it was clear that I was posting in Jamaica and I even brought back some Aguata. Water. Aguata. Water. Waguan. Listen, and here's the thing though, Wendell, I'm glad that you enjoyed your vacation, but you do not have to call me 12 times a day while you're on vacation. Is that what we're doing? Uh, yeah, because every five seconds, hey, Perp, I'm in Jamaica. <laughs> no, you were calling me, Perp, no. and hey, Perp. texting me, and you were trying to text me with a Jamaican accent. <laughs> talk about, <laughs> talk about Bumba Clot. <laughs> talk about Brook Up, Brook Up. <laughs> okay. No lies were told there. But anyway, we are back. 
Season 42 is here. We are covering episode two. Welcome the Purple Pants Posse. Welcome our YouTube listeners and watchers. If you could be so kind to ensure that you are subscribed to the Bryce Isaiah YouTube channel, hit the subscribe button. Okay, give this video a thumbs up. We greatly appreciate it. Before we get into all of that, hey, Wendell, do you want to do you have any buffs? No. Hey, Jack. You don't got buffs, Wendell? I do have some buffs, actually, but Bryce told me to say no. No, I I didn't. Jack, do you have any buffs? I may have brought a few buffs today, uh, Bryce. Oh. 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 I got them strapped up. Yeah. I realize I only have red, green, and yellow buffs. I don't know why, but if you want the haul, I got you. Jack, I didn't why? feel like Thanos in this in this in why the gone. Do you have a sleeve of buffs? Does your arm have any circulation? Yeah. So that's why I said, Bryce, we gotta do this bit fast because I might lose feeling in my left hand. Uh you know, this is just years of fandom. So are uh, these are these the buffs that when you met Xander is, and is that how you did it? Hey Xander, you want to see my buffs? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was at, we had that beer pong tournament, like I said. So I was tossed in the whole the whole time. Oh my god! You happen to ask, what's on your arm, Jack? No, oh um, my god! It's like a shooting sleeve. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like basketball. Oh, Wendell okay. gets it. Don't, yeah, I don't get that. Is not a yes, no. That's not Before, a. Before no. I lose my, my circulation, I'm going to take them up. But this is the one from South Africa with you guys. Oh, and I we can got, only imagine what that arm smell like, Jack. <laughs> we got the Luzon, best tribe in Kageon. Oh, hey. don't do that. Hey. Gotta, can't, can't tell them all, but we do have a buff from the new season, though. Oh, yeah. wait. So you order buffs, too? Like you, like you well, go Some on, of these are from like the, the events that I've done, most of them. So, Or you just go to buffs.com and order a buff. I'm I'm trying to save my my bread. This one, I think you'll think this is funny. My dog chewed this one. (laughs) Damn, (laughs) my dog ate my homework. And then we got the new John. Oh, then we got the forty-one John. Oh, let me find out. Not Jack from Philly with the John. John, yeah. Let me find out, Jack. I'm picking up some things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, I thought you would like that, Bryce. I like I appreciate it, and I. I imagined the buffs to be on the wall. I did not imagine when you met Xander for you to be like, do you no, want to see my were, buffs? No, I had them uh, in my special buff storage area. Yeah. I am. I, I am done. But I listen, keep them on ice. <laughs> okay. Keep them fresh. But listen, we have our moderator, Wendeezy back. So let's kick us off. Well, first of all, Wendeezy, you weren't here last week. What are your thoughts on season 42? Season 42. I love this cast. You got it. it, The cast is a lot. It's people from everywhere that have done everything. Um, Very diverse cast. And I enjoy them. There aren't any. There are like there are a few or a couple big strong guys. Uh, (laughs) Bryce, Bryce, there are a lot of like nerdy types out there, too. So I, I just I think that this is a cast that we we haven't seen a cast like this in a while. Mm-hmm. And I do like that. And I like that, um, again, kind of like last season, I feel like there is someone for everyone to root for in this cast. And 
I'm excited to see where it goes. I am too. Before we break down this episode, I have to ask Jack a question because our Instagram live took up a lot of this and Jack is a, the know-it-fall that Jack has of Survivor. Uh, so Jack, you know, if you don't know, I didn't make the merge. Okay. And, you know, I was the third boot out on my season. I lasted 11 days. And this thing is going around being as though someone was medevaced and they were technically the first person to go home. There mm-hmm. is this like, you know, people are saying that the person that will go home tonight is not technically the third boot. Mm-hmm. Now, Jamal was on it. Let our Instagram live last night and Jamal was saying it is words matter. And so I should say I should stop saying third boot. But for me, like, regardless of what I say, it's still the third boot. And even yeah. Jeff says the third person eliminated tonight. So I would just like from you, the almanac of survivor sleeves. Time out. We'll take it. You also said. Someone was medevaced, which wasn't the case. I mean, y'all continue. Okay. Because words do matter, but continue. They do matter. But here's the thing, though. If you know what I meant, do they matter? Sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So someone had to leave the game. Mm -hmm. So technically, they were not booted. But they still left. And if you are leaving, you are still booted. Yeah. I I think that. The person, I'm not to spoil yet, but the person that goes home this episode, I would consider that the third boot, not okay. the second boot. They're, yeah. But, I mean, third person out, I guess you would say. Okay. So that, and, and for oh. me, it's very near and dear to my heart. And I trust the person that has yeah. a buff sleeve. So listen, over a first merge boot. So. <laughs> <laughs> So you just say you want to confirm that this is the correct, you know, boot that you're welcoming to the club. Welcoming to the club because this is a very elite club for me. And some people be, think that I'm joking, but like, listen, I champion the third elimination club because there are not many third people in Survivor. There's always a third. third there are not many that can do what your baby boy has done. And I want to champion more people and more love to the mm-hmm. third eliminated. It's Bryce, not the end of the world. Bryce, there are more third boots than winners in Survivor. Huh? It's true. Wait, no. Sandra and Tony went in twice. Why didn't you make him think about that? Oh, we would have watched. He's still thinking about it. But but that's like who's Sandra. But but that's not that's not the case. But no, because they're still winners. (laughs) But it's one person that. But but two things can be true at the same time. No, Bryce. Bryce is saying there are are winners in their own right. Yes. No. Even though there are less people. Because then how how do you account for the third boot that played in a returning season? Ah, wait, but, oh, still, but, uh, oh, but, but no, no, this no. is like us arguing about time zones, Bryce. No, we're not going to no, get anywhere. No, but li- this is what I am saying. You're saying there are more third boots out. OK, listen, I'm right. Y'all not. Um, I'm, and I'm not taking advice from somebody that has a. Buff sleeve. You just said you were taking the advice a minute ago. As somebody that was the first merge boot off of Winners at War. Okay. The first merge boot. I'll take it. 
Now, if this was Jeremy or Tony, I, I would true. have some, you know, <laughs> it, it would have some coof to it. Anyway, <laughs> let's get <laughs> Let's get this words <laughs> matter. <laughs> Is that Anyways, the title of this podcast? Words matter. Yes. We had a we got a great survivor episode to recap. <laughs> um, I need some water. Not no, no. What we're not doing, yeah, man, baby boy, bless. <laughs> what we are not. I'm staying away from this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jack, don't say a word. Matter. <laughs> Bless. Well, I can I? I'll do British. <laughs> yes, do a British one. Okay, listen. The people came. Well, first of all, let's shout out to the the Jack Stan. Just there's just one. <laughs> there's just one. One of them in it. Just one Stan. The stands that love Jack in the comments, we live for it. It's literally in our group text message that we screenshot it and send it to each other. And Jack gets elated for his stand. So we appreciate it. Is this the Jack Hive? Oh. It's the, it's the Jack Box. <laughs> the Jack Box. The Jack Box. Okay. The Jack Circle. <laughs> the Jack Circle. The Jack Sleeve. Dangerously close to <laughs> the Jack. So the are Jack we doing this? Is it the Jack sleeve, the Jack circle, the Jack box, or the Jack hive? We well, need a. We need hey, an answer the, from the Jack the- Shack. Oh, okay. that's another one. Jack Shack, Jack sleeve, Jack hive, Jack circle. Okay. And so, listen, the one Jack member box. of the Jack Army, please let us know in the YouTube comments what you prefer to be addressed as, prefer, because, yeah. because words matter. Mm-hmm. And now on to the episode. <laughs> Can we begin? Permission to proceed. Let's yes, go. indeed. Shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. I'm going to throw shade if, if I, I can't get paid. Throw you up to uh, your girl like uh, an army grenade. You can yeah. slide on my ice like an escapade. Itchy, itchy, with the marmalade. Who, me? Not you. Oh, yes. Who's he? I even dig your man style. But I love your profile. Whisper in your ear and get you all shook up. Don't rush. Keep this on a hush. Sorry, Jay. Anytime it's a little Kim. True. I know you heard me on the radio. True. (laughs) Okay. Still do. We done. To the left. (laughs) Slide to the right. I know that one. <laughs> Crisscross. All right, listen. If anything is true about the Purple Pants Podcast, it's a mess. And welcome to the mess that is the Purple Pants Podcast, Survivor News. We are back in action. The baby boys. It's been a while since we've been together. Baby boy, Wendeezy, what's on your sleeve of this episode? On the sleeve of this episode, we start off coming back from tribal. The Ika Blue Tribe comes back. They just voted out Zach. And uh, Romeo says, we made Tori feel comfortable. That's what we needed to do because Tori was kind of like shaking in her boots a little bit. She was on the chopping block. I think she's going to be fun to watch because she's an interesting uh, castaway. Does she, get give a, you, she reminds me of Sarah Lucina. I feel like a strong... I, I feel like Tori is strong. And I feel like I'm again not the Sarah Lucina, but the Angelina. Oh, you know, you know what I'm saying? That's the one. <laughs> so That's far, the- so far. 
That's the one. Okay. Maybe a mix of Sarah Lucina and Angelina to make a toy. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Toralina. Toralina. I hope, I hope she leans more towards Angelina because Angelina was hilarious yeah. to watch. I think we're going to get some good content from Tori. Um, but we had a Tori confessional where she said that she was kind of sad that it was Zach. She felt bad for him, which that's very nice of her. But if it wasn't Zach, then yeah, it was going to be her. I wish I would have had the Tory mindset on Kagiyan. <laughs> what was your mindset, Bryce? <laughs> Me. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we jump over to the Vati tribe. Vati tribe. Yes. That was my reminder to submit my exam, but I already did that. So <laughs> we're all over the place today. I think that was the alarm stopping me from my Jamaican accent. So yes. I it was good. <laughs> so the Vadi tribe, the green tribe, we have Jenny and Chanel looking for food. They find a hermit crab. And I was like, I was a little weirded out. I'm here for it. You're here for it. Cause tell us. I'm just saying during my 11 days on the Solana tribe, when we got rice and we found hermit crabs, Jeremiah and I put them in the rice and our hermit crabs weren't as big as theirs. They, they were some big. <laughs> Those were animals. Huge crabs. <laughs> <laughs> they were some big boys and they were able to suck the claws. Hey. And, oh. and however, but putting it into the rice, <laughs> it made it seem as though like you were eating crab rice. That's what you were eating. I mean, what? Else? But it was like a delicacy. It was like a delicacy. Yeah. It was like l- l- good. Yeah. Shout so, out, shout out to my girl Chanel. She was giving cousin Bryce vibes because I was out there cooking. I saw her doing her thing. Chanel, yeah, you got a confessional from Jenny. Jenny's like, I'm a city girl. Chanel's like, I live in the city too, but I guess I'm the provider, so I'm going to provide. And yeah, they started eating the hermit crabs. What I remember from eating a hermit crab on Ghost Island was, I think I got the claw and to me it was very, it tasted sandy. So I think I had a bad experience Mm. the first time, so I never tried it again. But it looked like they were enjoying it. I wouldn't let that deter me from having another claw in my mouth. (laughs) So what about, what do you guys think about everyone eating and then high sitting there kind of uh, conflicted? Yeah. I mean, I think this was sort of the first moment of this episode for me. I really enjoyed it. It was so character driven. We had a lot of great character moments and this was sort of that first one where we get a look at, you know, high's character as a vegan, uh, is very that doesn't eat meat, but it also has that dilemma where he wants to sustain himself, and especially with no rice this season, he realizes you kind of gotta enjoy what whatever the tribe gets, and you know ultimately he ends up eating it. Which I I kind of I mean everyone has their own moral stance on that sort of thing, but for me it's like the tribe is gonna capture whatever they can and kill it anyways. So for high it's like you might as well get a little bit of that and sustain yourself because you're not hurting any extra animals. Is the way I looked at it. But I don't know, Bryce, what did you think? I, I got maybe- a question. To, to that point, I'm sorry to jump on, jump no. before you, Bryce, but, <clears throat> but to that same point, wouldn't, wouldn't vegans, you know, not on the island, if they're sitting at dinner and they're like, all right, that animal was already killed. We're not killing any more animals. Maybe I should take a bite of it. But that's, I feel like that in, in the, in the general world, I mean, so in the general world, 
if if nobody was vegan, there would be more demand for meat, so that there would be more supply. So the, the the people would then you know breed more cows or whatever to kill. Whereas on the island, it's a it's a limited supply, so the demand doesn't matter because you're gonna you know I, I study economics. Come on, here, supply so and demand. That's about all okay. I know. But yeah, so I, I feel like it's a little bit different because you know however many vegans are in the world, that's lowering you know the the need for meat, and so I feel like fewer animals are getting hurt, but. Hey, that's more steak for me, so I'm not even mad at it. But <laughs> very nice, Jack. I appreciate that. It made me think of you, Wendy, uh, when you were getting ready to go out because you were Presbyterian. <sighs> what do we are naming this podcast? Words matter for certain. Presbyterian. Presbyterian. That's a religion, bro. Uh-oh. I mean, pescatarian. Pescatarian. Or maybe he was Presbyterian. I mean, he was. You know, know. two things could be true, true at the same, same time. And so I I'm remember Baptist and Baptist and non-denominational. But I remember that was a concern of you because who was your trainer for season forty? Actually, you know what? I don't even want to take that title. But uh, my good buddy Bryce, he'd come over. We'd go swimming. We would. He'd make me run in the pool. I was in charge yes. of your food. I was give you strategy tips. I don't do that. <laughs> gave me all the strategy tips. But, but you made it mean out there. You made it past the third elimination. Yeah. Wait, was this for Ghost Island or for Winners at War? Winners at War. Okay. We would get up five in the morning. We would go to the pool. I would legitimately have him swimming in the pool and I would like time on. We would go running. I would coach, coach Bryce. I, coach Bryce. I was, I, I was hyped. You were on the side boy. with a whistle. <laughs> go, Wendell. <laughs> I really yeah. was though. But, oh, but it Thing was, is, but that was a concern of yours because you weren't eating meat at the time. You were only yes, eating it, shrimp. Mm-hmm. And now, fish. Bryce, here's my thing. Can we just say I'm lucky that you didn't train me before Ghost Island? Don't don't do that. Don't do that. For, don't do that. Okay, because this podcast can take a, a left real quick. Because <laughs> I'm gonna keep yeah. it cute. Because words keep do matter. Keep it cute. So as we were saying, but I thought it was great. I, I thought it was for me, honestly, seeing high somewhat stand to his ground. I, I love that in his character build. However, I feel like you're on Survivor, and guess what? Like At this point, every every little bit matters. Every little bit of piece of meat, every little, every little everything matters. And I think that it, like, you know, ultimately seeing him get on board uh, with eating it because it would do the best for him and, and building his strong muscles, like, I thought that it was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting to see him battle that dilemma, though. That's, like, something we've never really seen on the show before. And so emotional. And I, I, we have seen this before where someone did not eat meat. Now, I'd be lying if I could tell you to seize him, but. Uh, wasn't Ty, wasn't Ty trying to protect the chickens? The chickens, correct. Shout out to Ty. I know on season 40, when I was on um, the Blue Tribe. Pre-merge, we, right? Pre-merge. I'm, don't worry, I made the merge. But when I was on the, the Blue Tribe, Selly, we uh, we won chickens at some point, and I didn't want to eat them because they were they were giving us uh, eggs, eggs, and it was yeah. just some something else around camp, like something to look at. But they wanted to eat the chickens, so I said, "Look, it's my vote to not kill the chickens. Um, but if you know, it's a democracy. If y'all want to kill them, kill them, and mm. I will eat a little bit of the chicken." So. Yeah. Supply and demand. Yeah. 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 
So then we go to the Orange Tribe, the Taku Tribe. We have we have Marianne, this uh, this wonderful character of a young lady. She's chopping bamboo. She uh, it's kind of showing this this imagery of her energy. She's uh, uh, she talks a lot. She has she has a lot in her. And Lindsay says that that can kind of rub people the wrong way. So I don't know what what that might be foreshadowing. But what do you guys think about Marianne? I mean, I think Marianne, like you said, is a ball of energy um, and such such a sweetheart for sure. But like uh, Lindsay said, uh, and I think Mariah kind of echoed this uh, while they're out there. You know, you're out there full time with Marianne. It could start to get to be a lot, especially when you're, you know, food deprived, sleep deprived. You're probably a little bit more irritable. So when there's just constant, you know, energy. Uh, it's a, it's a balance because I'm sure when you're out there and you're tired and hungry, that sort of fun energy and someone with so much positivity, that's something that can really keep you going. But a lot of times I'm sure it gets to be a little bit much, just the constant, the, the constant 100% that Marianne, that level that she stays on. I, when I thought of Marianne, I thought of Game Changers with Tasha and Abby Maria. I, I feel like that Yes. Second chance. Second chances. If y'all know what I meant, but no, but I appreciate it. No, but what I am saying is that like, I definitely, first of all, we love Marianne. I think that she is amazing. I love her energy. I love her innocence and I love her like tenacity. Um, I think that it can be a lot and I think that it will rub a lot of people the wrong way. However, if I'm on that tribe with her, that is somebody that I'm going to put my feelings aside because I, if I know that she is rubbing people the wrong way, I am keeping her with me no matter what. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good take. Good I'm, take. I'm, I'm a little between on that though. Cause, Cause when I was your so- ally. Well, yeah, obviously, I do think Marianne, I mean, fast forwarding the vote a little bit, not to get too into it, but when you're weighing between, you know, Marianne and Mariah, is it, or is it Maria? Mariah. Mariah. Uh, I mean, I think Mariah strikes me as someone who's going to be very, very loyal, whereas Marianne has so much energy, and I do think she is going to be loyal, but I could see a situation where, you know, you go to the merge with Marianne, you're starting to get annoyed by her, but all these people that have been watching her throughout the whole pre-merge just love her because she's so funny and so positive and they get that little glimpse of it. So maybe there's a situation where if Marianne's your ally, like you're starting to get a little bit of fed up with her and then you hit the merge and all of a sudden all these other people are like, Oh, Marianne, you're so fun. Like come with us, come with us, come with us. Whereas Mariah is a little bit more low key, uh, older of course. So it seems like she is, is kind of one of those players that we see a lot of time, that older woman figure who, a lot of times is pretty loyal and, and can end up, you know, bringing them to final tribal council and someone who's a lot of times is, is pretty easy to beat. But I mean, that was, the, that was the debate going on in my head, but I think they're both very good allies. To right. Marianne and Mariah. I just disagree with the mom. The, the older woman sometimes is not always easier to beat it. Like sitting at the final three, they have a great story. So, and, and if y'all are saying that, uh, that, I'm about to say, uh, Abby Marie, if y'all are saying that Marianne, like, oh, you get to the merge try and people love her. If she's keeping the same energy, give it a night or two. So, I mean, again, I'm just saying if I'm on this original tribe with her, I'm not going to let that energy scare me away. Yeah, there will be a time that I'm going to have to cut ties and I need to know when to and mm-hmm. when when to hold them. 
when to put, I don't know how the song go. No when to walk to away. <laughs> no no when to run. run. That's all I know. You never count your money. Ah. <laughs> it's a gambling song. I know it. So, <laughs> so um, I got something about Marianne and y'all might have to help me think this through. But when I start to see this Marianne, this young, energetic person, I start to think about JD. And mm. I think like, is she almost this evolved JD where you had this person that, that was very talkative and everything, but he, he wasn't making the right plays and, mm. and he wasn't, whereas she is, it seems like her, her talkativeness. Yeah. It's rubbing people funny sometimes, but it also puts a lot of smiles on people's faces. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. There's something to her that kind of reminds me of like JD 2.0, but, but the JD that can have a, a better run in the game. I see that parallel. And I do think JD um, was a very fun player, but he was kind of in- infusing his energy into his strategy. And I feel like trying to do too much uh, and try to run the game. Whereas Marianne so far hasn't been super strategic, but that's probably to her benefit because she, whether people love her, whether she annoys some people, it's going to be different, but she is going to be someone that I feel like is much more reliable and you're not going to be super worried about her scheming behind your back. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I love that point that you brought up, Wendell. And, you know, every chance that I say it, I'm going to get a chance to say it. We've never seen characters like or people on Survivor like JD and Marianne. And just shout out to the diversity of this season that we get to see the the spectrum of what Survivor players really look like. So I just I I love the fact that you just brought that comparison up because you're right. We've never we, we never saw a black player like JD before and we've never seen a black female player like Marianne and I love to see it and I love to see how far she will go and I want I want to see what is going to happen of it but I love to see these these quote unquote character types and how they will do in the game. I think that it's great. Where it's like we're it's almost like we're throwing the the whole archetype thing out the window, right? And you're just grabbing people. Mm-hmm. And what I find very interesting about this cast, you only have one black man on the cast, if I'm not mistaken. But we're looking at this cast; it's so diverse. I it's 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 a beautiful thing. Like I I love how diverse it is, and I think that's just gonna make for this. Mm-hmm. It's just going to make for an awesome, an, an awesome series. I think. And what stands out to me comparing to forty one is is both seasons were great in their you know ethnic diversity, but I feel like this season just the diversity of like you said character types, archetypes, like everyone's so different. Whereas last season I felt like there was a lot of uh, you know pairs and things like that. Where it, it, there's so many people on this season that feel so new and fresh, like mm-hmm. and it's just so different from the classic survivor where you have a lot of athletic people a lot of attractive people this season it's a little bit different like there's not as many athletes there's more like normal looking people i guess you would say and it's it's really given us something we haven't seen before the spectrum of the lgbtq plus for me i i love it It, it, it's just to have a trans man to have more than one gay player like I love it and what I love is that like you know the two people that come to my mind uh, like Romeo and Hi they're completely different like they are like you know I, I, I just ooh, it just excites me because it's like yes let's break down these stereotypes and let like and Hi came to play Ro- Romeo been surprising the heck out of me and I 
I'm here for it. Sorry. Okay. And there was once a time where there'd only be one, one <laughs> LGBTQ person on, you know, and now this, this is showing the diversity of that community. Like, I think it's beautiful. But, uh, mm-hmm. if we, if we shall move on a little bit on that same, uh, Taku Orange tribe, um, we get Omar announcing, saying to the tribe that he's Muslim, saying he'll be praying, um, saying that he doesn't have sex, he doesn't drink. And um, Jonathan says, if you have any questions about Christianity, <laughs> you could ask me. And um, maybe, boy, I, for me, allyship, I think of this. When Marianne said, do you want me to pawn from you a prayer carpet? Like, for me, that it don't get no better than that. You don't have to understand. You don't have to believe, but to show respect and not only show respect, but like, you know, Omar basically saying like, Hey guys, I pray. And when the sun comes up, I don't want y'all to think that I am looking for idols. Uh, I love the honesty and I love Marianne stepping up to say like, you want me to make you a, a prayer? Palm front? Like I, I love to see stuff like that because mm-hmm. it's like, model for us what the world should be like please with with and i think he might have even said after two uh after um 9-11 the world changed especially in america um toward muslims and for survivor again to show his story to show the kind of person he is the things that he does show him smile like show all all this beautiful imagery and of all these different people helping him out or um, just being there for him. Hey, like you said, Bryce, allyship. I don't, I don't know what it is, but I'm here for you. And here, as Marianne did, she made him uh, a prayer carpet out of palm fronds. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, this Orange Tribe has been amazing to watch because I think they were so... Like that, I feel of all the tribes and a lot of the tribes we've seen in recent seasons, they're almost the most cohesive group. Uh, we see even last night, like it, it really seemed difficult for them to have to vote someone out. Whereas other tribes, you know, they're, they're kind of always scheming and everything. Uh, and it's, there's such a cohesive unit, which is great to see because they are such a, from all different backgrounds that you would never necessarily expect these six people to come together and really click like that and have those like campfire chats all together where they're having a good time. Uh, and I think that's sort of just the epitomization of what we're really looking for and what we're enjoying in, in this survivor season in 41. So it's definitely been really awesome to watch and, and all those dynamics. I mean, you have the, a Muslim man, young black girl, a trans man, uh, you have the Hulk, Jonathan, like it's just, you just got a little bit of everything. So and just shout out to the baby boy Omar because a little birdie has told me that he is a member of the Purple Pants Posse. Okay. All right. All right, Omar. Respect. It's an Omar Stan podcast. <laughs> Might have to be. We'll add him. He's he's in the list of uh, contenders for this to be the Omar Stan podcast. Um. So if if we move on. We then go over to the Blue Ica tribe, and you have Drea pulling Tori and Swathi to the side, saying that she wants to do a girls' alliance and sharing that she has an extra vote. What do you guys think about that? I was rooting for you. We were all like, I like Drea. I think that she is a, like, she reminds me of a Desi Williams. She reminds me of a Tasha. But my thing is, girl, are you a fan of the show? 
I, I just feel like I under like I'm all first of all, I'm a player that roots for the girls. Like I want a female winner bad. However, I I feel like 26 days, a monster of the show. Like you gotta be mindful of that. Like that like uh, I I think I was even talking to Jack about this. Like one, now you're betraying High and Tory. So now that's a whole nother target on your back for even revealing this. And now I, I just I don't I feel like it is a lot of power and I don't feel like she should have revealed it this early. I completely agree. I, I don't mind her going to the girls and just trying to get that set up. Like, why wouldn't you? You know, you have three girls to, to two guys at this point. Just put it in the put it out in the water. But the way I view advantages as a potential player uh, is I really never want to share my advantages or my idols. I could see situations where it makes sense, but the worst time, and we've seen this on 42, we've seen this on 41, the worst time to reveal an advantage to someone is as a method to pull them in. If like, if you want to make an ally with someone, go be social, make that ally. And if you feel like you need to share it with them, you can share it with them, but don't go up to someone that you're not that close. It would be like, Hey, I got this. Oh, I just gave you information. Like we're, I trust you now we're close. Cause as soon as you reveal any advantage or idol or anything that it's either going to be, you go to the end with those people, which is rare, or they tell you, they tell other people about that information. And then that information is going to get used against you to your detriment. So it's just like, for me as a player, if I were playing, the only time I'd ever reveal an advantage or an idol is say, I need to make a big move. And in order, and I have, you know, an extra vote that's going to swing the tide, but my allies don't know that. So they don't, you know, want to make a tie or whatever. So I go to them, I say, Hey guys, got the extra vote. We're good to go. And then they're gonna be like, okay, like perfect. But as soon as you put it out on day three, now you got to go 23 days where you either completely trust these people like I said, not going to happen very often or that information is going to get spread. And now everyone knows about your advantage and half of the power of the surprise of it is completely wasted. So it's just a, it's just a bad move. And already with the amulet being a not really that big of a surprise, it's more of a target on your back because it's well, like, you I don't know, think she revealed the amulet though. No, but she I'm, rev- the extra she, vote she got from the, the prisoners. The uh, game, I right. think, right. I yes. thought, Okay, you're right. Sorry, words matter. But also, just real quick, Jack, when we was in South Africa and I got the idol, did I reveal it to you? You did. Okay. And did you stab me in the back? No, I didn't stab you in the back. I stabbed Ramona in the back. Oh, and it didn't work out. But you you ain't tell me about the move that she was making. Mm. It's it's different. How it work out for you, though? Mm. I mean, I, I live. I don't have to. How to work out for you? I mean, we both lost. Mm-hmm. I mean, I came. <laughs> I was just a fan. I had my bus sleeve. I was like, I gotta make a move. <laughs> gotta be independent. But no, well, in that situation, like, like we were. Well, a we duo we had already. So we had is, trust. Yeah. We had yeah. trust, and that was like solidifying mm-hmm. the trust that I should not have had in you. Whoa. And, well, and I will say, going back to that whole thing, like I, I didn't realize that that idol had to be used by. Final seven. So if we had had that information, I knew it. I would have played it differently. Yeah. I mean, okay. Okay. Sounds like there's some unfinished business between these two about South Africa. We were all there, but I guess the two of them just are still beefing about it. I let that listen. You got smoke in South Africa too when DC. The last pre merge boot. (laughs) 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 He's He's just hugging the. 
<laughs> you, he won one though, so <laughs> you're doing all right. If you want to, if we, if we need to go there, sorry, because I, I mean, spicy Bricey came out and cussed Wendell out. Yep, Jack was the moderator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Much like this episode. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Wendell stopped talking to me. Wendell that was, was like, Jack. Talk to your boy. <laughs> your boy. Was it the was it the blow dart challenge? Yes, mm-hmm. that you. Yes, I was pissed. Sorry, I was throwing that they were throwing. And listen, Wendell's like, we gotta we gotta uh, allow the fans to have some fun. Excuse me, I'm a fan. Screw the fans. Okay, I come to play. Spicy Bryce, he was first of all. I was ready to end the friendship there. Okay. <laughs> I really was. And good thing Wendell had knew me enough at that point because I was hot. And I'm <laughs> okay. Just, I'm getting hot now. Wendell just needed his nightly massages from the fans. <laughs> oh, that's when they, they were Wendell tized. I didn't but get anyways, any massages out there, but I feel uh, like I remember. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe I maybe the the smoke from the fire had my vision blurry, but <laughs> that is right. They are bringing you blankets okay. and food. Okay, okay. How about this, Bryce? Remember when my tribe won and we went to see the rugby game, the rugby oh. match? No. Okay. I, I was actually going to ask you about this if I could. When you pulled me aside, you said, "Jack, you're my ally." Here's a little bill tong that I stole for you. I really try. did. You do that with like everybody though, or was that I actually- did it with you and Jack, with you and Bryce? Oh, you okay. Because I, I was like, it would be a really smart social play to just do that with every player, and then so I didn't know yeah. if you were up to something. But I smuggled some food out for y'all. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate that. You ain't tell me this is uh, to build no relationship. I got the billeton from Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the plug, bro. <laughs> you got the what? The billet, the the peloton, the, <laughs> the billabong. Search <laughs> All right, let's to those on. listening. Right. tongue is is like an elevated form of beef jerky. jerky. Yes, in South Africa, it's delicious. So, but. We got a little sidetracked because yeah. you guys wanted to beef over. And the, the truth comes out that you shady. I am not shady. But anyways, I brought y'all both Bill Tong. Who you give the who you who did you give the Peloton to? I, I told Jack to share the Peloton with you. And we all know Jack can't be trusted. I shared it with you, bro. I don't know. I, I gave I mean, you over 50%. How did we get here? How did we get here? Because okay. Bryce and, is salty that he accidentally idled me out. And I yes. accidentally did it to myself. So, But I, this was also proven to the point of Jack that you were saying that you should not use an advantage to bring in someone to the alliance. But also, you should not use an advantage to submit an alliance. Yeah. I mean, I generally, yeah, I, I agree with that. So, you know, so early. Yeah. I. I we're on the same page. When I mean, do you do you think differently, or what do you? Well, think? to that I will say that a lot of people nowadays share every like it's like loose lips out here nowadays. But what I will say, if we can go back a few seasons to Ghost Island, oh god, um, me and my buddy Dom were close from the beginning. We got blindsided, like third bootish, you know, Bryce bootish around there, <laughs> and and. At that point, that was when um, just after a swap, the Navidi people came over. We thought we were working with them and they were not working with us so they could have their pick. They could blindside me, Dom or Morgan. Thank goodness they voted for Morgan. Sad for Morgan. She's incredible. But 
me and Dom came back to camp and we were just defeated. And like, what are we going to do? How are we going to fight to get through the next day? And we're down by the water just chatting. And Dom was like, yo, I got something. I got the idol. And I'm like, word. And, but at that point, we were already like, mm-hmm. we were already very close. And at that point, it was more so like, dude, let's do this. Hell Mary. Let's, yeah. let's use this. Let's figure this out. There is light at the end of the tunnel. It's not like, hey, when I got an idol, can we be friends? Or, hey, when yeah. I got an idol, can we start? Can we? No, we were already cemented and we had already taken a, a blow at that point. And that was something to kind of like give encouragement. So that was a different use, but it was him sharing this. Here's a uh, a hot take. Uh-oh. Should have kept that idle to him. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do think that is the situation where, if, especially if you're like at the bottom with someone, you need to make right. a move. No, I, that you want, yeah. I feel like I I feel like we're all in agreement that. That is the time to share when you need to. Other than that, keep it to yourself. Almost remember uh, David versus Goliath when all yeah. of them came together with all of their little like yeah, powers. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That that was popping. Yeah. But so speaking there are times of Ghost Island, I feel like there was another thing that came about Ghost Island in the challenge. Yes, there was. Do you want to jump to the challenge? Should we talk about Big Mike first? Uh, yeah, so let's go ahead. Let's just jump over to the Body Green tribe. Talk about sharing advantages. <laughs> oh, but okay. okay. So, okay. Describe oh. the window. Well, so we jump over to, there was a commercial, then we then we got over to what the What was the commercial? Room. Not there was a commercial. <laughs> My notes are very specific. Okay, so also Don't let's just so, so real quick, because let me just take some time to clown Wendell. So Wendell and I watched Survivor together yesterday. And when I watch Survivor, I want to have a good time. Like, I like I enjoy watching Survivor, Jack. I think and, most people that watch Survivor would agree with that. You know, I'm, you know, <laughs> yeah. he didn't pull out the chicory loud. I am sorry. I am. I'm that type of person. like, what he say? What they do? And Wendell's like, be quiet. And so, Jack, I look over at Wendell. He is in the corner with his laptop on his lap, like diligent. So the fact that that's he, me in the library. So the fact that he just said there was a commercial. There was a commercial. <laughs> you got the actors in the commercial written down, Wendell. Well, there was a commercial you know for for. The bootleg survivor, which came uh-huh. on after. Did, did any of you watch that? I watched it. We'll talk about that on a different podcast. It looks like, yeah, Survivor Borneo. That was a good season. Shout out to Ramona. So, anyway, after the commercial, we're on the Vati body- <laughs> <laughs> tribe, the green tribe. Mike is searching for an idol. He f- he's like looking, looking. And I'm, you know, I had a feeling he was going to find something. He finds the beware advantage. Which is a three way a three way shared idol, where he has to say the term. There is such grace in a game of soccer; it makes me cry. I love that. I feel like this was one of the tweaks that they made. That the well, we have to see the other ones because I know one something got to do something with potato. But I felt like 
you could assimilate this very easily into something that you would say. Should we? Should, I just was thinking, should we do a practice? Like, if you were on the mat, how yes. would you work this in? Okay. Anyone? Y'all want to kick it off? Or all right, go ahead, Jackery. Okay, I think I'd say, you know, can one of you be Jeff? Ask me a question about you know the challenge, Jack. You guys lost the challenge by three, but you never gave up. What were you thinking? Man, Jeff, uh, these these challenges, they're so competitive. It's its kind of like sports. I'm a big sports guy back home. I love soccer. When you're with a team, it's it, you like like we are with our tribes. There's just so much going on. And it's like it's like soccer. You know, there's such there's such grace in the game of soccer. It makes me cry. So battling with, with these people out here right now, it has me emotional. I love my tribe. And I'm going to cry. Yeah. So give me that. Let me get my vote back. And give me that idol. <laughs> but Bryce. And this is me as Jeff Probst. You don't say. Um, but Jack, Jack, you have to do it. You have to do it at the beginning, not after a challenge. Yeah. So do it like 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 Jeff is talking to you b- before a challenge. But wait, okay. when do it after the commercial? After the commercial. Don't Can you hit me with another question just to give me in character? And let, and, and for and just for all intensive purposes, this is episode four. Okay. Uh, is that relevant to what I would say? <laughs> I'm just not a third boot right now. Okay. <laughs> oh, so, you, so you're, since you're here, it's not like, here. He wait. can't say anything to get him kicked off. Third you, so you're saying right you got to say it. Oh, I guess you got to say it before the challenge, but I, yeah. you could just tweak it. Be like going into this challenge. It's just you, my blood. My emotions are high. Like it's like playing sports. There's so much grace in the game of soccer. I love soccer. Like it makes me cry. Shit like well, that. Jack, you did a great job answering the question on the fly, but Bryce just didn't do a good job asking the question. Cause he made uh, it seem like it was after the challenge. Uh, Sorry. It was the commercial break for uh, me, Wendell. And, but so, so, do I want to try this out? Bryce? I, I'm ready. Okay, okay. So, Bryce, surprise you're still here after the second episode. Uh, um, going into this challenge today, is there a sense of cohesiveness that's developed between you and your team? It is, Jeff. It's like, it reminds me of when I was like three years old and I was playing soccer. We were all together and thinking about soccer. So, so Bryce didn't want to use the You just quote pulled up Brad. Yeah, you just pulled up Brad. Bro- just broccoli, acting. I look like broccoli. <laughs> look at my little head. It looks like broccoli. That. All right, so Bryce is not. Don't, if Bryce, if you've seen a beware advantage on second chance, do not grab it. Leave yeah. it. Yeah, I'm going to because I would mess the word. I would read the words wrong. <laughs> like you just did. <laughs> to, to, activate this, to activate this idol, you got to say, Issa, Issa, okay. Issa. Now, when Survivor does that, Wendell, third time player, great to have you back. What are your thoughts before we get into this challenge and after this commercial break? <laughs> well, Jeff, how's it going? It's good to see you. Uh, this challenge looks like it requires some serious grace. <laughs> I, look, I, I can see that and I'm a very emotional kind of guy but I see that balance beam over there and you know what it reminds me um, of my childhood playing soccer there's so much grace in the game of soccer it makes me cry and I just <laughs> yeah I wouldn't have been good at that Jack. But I would have been better than Bryce <laughs> but I, so, I live to see another day 
this is Mike's um this is Mike's advantage, his three way shared idol that he now has no vote until it gets unlocked. But then we jump over to the orange tribe. Um well, Jonathan oh. is showing Omar how to chop open the coconut. Wait, can we can we can we backtrack real quick? I'm sorry. Because a lot happened with the, a lot happened with, with Mike and that advantage that I don't know if you were gonna circle back to it, but I feel like it was Are you talking discussion. about him telling Jenny and whatnot? I mean, I'm talking about him losing it. He loses oh, that it. That comes in the up. Tree. That comes up. Okay. And then him telling like Daniel and stuff. Are, are we going to. Yeah. I think, I think that comes. I think we get. Well, we can, we can do that now if you want. But I think that comes up. I think oh, that's my, a little cut. All right. Where? My fault. I just want to make sure we talked about that because at some point. Add some very I, intricate notes, Jack. My, yeah. I, sh- I should never have doubted you. My fault. But no, maybe uh, I'm wrong. Maybe I missed that. Is it in your notes or should we, should we just hop into it? Well, let's hop into it. So, uh, what happened, Jack? So, uh, Mike finds it, and you know he loses his vote until uh, until all the idols are activated or the merge. It's same thing as last season, uh, and so I, I don't. So, his in his mind, he's like, okay, I'm losing my vote. I now I kind and I, I kind of understand his logic. Now I might have to share this with someone so that they can help cover my back because. If I'm just out here with no vote, people are going to be making plans with me and I can't even like back that vote up. So he goes to Jenny, shares it with her. She seems like a very solid ally for him. And then he goes to Daniel who and he goes to show Daniel and first and foremost loses where he hid the idol, which I thought was hilarious because uh, he was like, I hit it at a fork in the road. And Daniel's like, there's 2000 forks in the road here, Mike. Uh, Bryce, what were you? What, what I was going to say, I think that it, it's since words do matter. Uh, Mike did share with Jenny that he had an idol, but he said it was just a regular idol. He didn't share much to go with it. So I mm-hmm. felt like for me, I was just like, why are you? It, why are you not telling her everything? And I feel like that's mistake. Now, mind you, we love Mike. We love Hoboken Mike, but it was very strategic of him not sharing that with her. And he shared everything with Daniel. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, with Daniel. So he finally finds the idol after running around looking for it forever. Uh, and he gives Daniel the whole, the whole breakdown about, you know, what he has to say, things like that. Um, and Daniel takes this information to Chanel, uh, not necessarily maliciously towards Mike, you know, but just to have that because inf- Daniel at this point, he and Chanel seem like pretty close allies. They want to use this information together to figure out the best way to handle Mike's possession of this of this advantage. And I actually think um, and first and foremost, I, I like that he shared it with her. They can decide, you know, do we cut Mike to avoid this advantage? Do we keep him around? But I think his kind of conclusion to convince Mike not to say the phrase at all was really, really, really smart and really underrated. Because if Mike never says the phrase, you keep Mike with no vote. Uh, you keep him. You keep all of the idols not active. And at this point, Mike's the only person who's found this beware advantage. But there might come a point where you know, people on the other tribe are waiting for someone else on another tribe to say their phrase. And it just kind of goes into a, a, a vicious cycle where no one wants to say it because they're worried nobody else will say it. And so by Daniel convincing Mike not to say it, at least for the time being, Daniel's ensuring that a there's fewer people with votes in the game and there's no beware idols in the game, which I think was really, really smart and underrated from, from Daniel. So what, what were your thoughts on that? 
Daniel, he had a quote. He said, I have all the knowledge and like none of the downside. I think mm-hmm. that's, that was something he said. And that's true because Mike kind of told, showed him everything. So now he knows the quotes and he knows that people need to say it and he knows the power and how the, the power can get stronger and stronger, these things. So, and I, I thought it was, it was good and solidifying for him to tell that and share that with Chanel. Um, and he said that, he either doesn't want them to ever be activated. You can either vote Mike out or just tell him to say nothing. And those yeah. are, that's a very smart take. So Daniel, this man is sharp. Um, it was hilarious to see Mike looking for these idols. And uh, then Mike, Mike posted something funny on his Instagram today. I don't know if you guys saw that about Stan Mike or which no, nah, it was him in, oh. in the firehouse. He was looking for the idol (laughs) under fire, (laughs) under the fire engine. And then his boys, his boys rolled up on him like, Mike, what are you doing? He's like, I'm still looking for the idol. Like, we'll keep looking. Damn. I also thought it was so funny when, uh, when, uh, Mike was explaining the twist to Daniel, this had me LOLing. Uh, no, uh, when Mike was explaining and Daniel was like, Oh wow! Like Jeff did a really good job with this twist. Yeah, I was like, damn, you're giving. I thought it was so such like a meta. Daniel's commentary really has me enjoying it, and he's yeah. Great. I just I think Daniel handled the whole thing super well because I, I think for me, you know, in in things like South Africa where we played, I think the biggest thing that I like to do is share information with people that's kind of already openly accessible, and you're just kind of the first one there because it's really not valuable information. Like I, I wouldn't want to share my advantage, but if I know someone else has an advantage, you share that with someone else. It's probably going to get out anyways. And now the person you share it with is like, Oh, they came to me with this information, but it really wasn't that big of a deal. So I think Daniel really, really, really played this super well and now kind of has like a, uh, a really good lock on the whole dynamic of the tribe. Yeah, I thought what Daniel did was great. I just worry that, well, one, I thought was so interesting, just like last season with uh, Xander finding this idol and having, like, being somewhat forced to share it with other people. And so interesting, the same thing happened uh, with the same thing happened last season that, that happened this season. So I, mm-hmm. I thought that that was also interesting because at the same time, I feel like Survivor is experiment, experimenting with this. And I definitely think this is something that should stay. But also with me, with Mike, what took me out was Mike and that buff bun. Okay. Him with the buff and the bun running around looking for it had me dying. And I took to the Twitters to say, like, not Mike with the buff bun trendsetter. And baby, the the Twitter spheres quickly got me together and said that War Dog was mm. the originator of the buff bun. And I said, and I whoo. Can you can you model it for us? You want, I mean. You got, a a, buff. you got a buff. You got a buff. We should do a buff bun off. I'm I'm not gonna I'm, with I'm not gonna um toot my own horn, but I might have had a buff bun at some point too. I, but let's give it to our boy War Dog, friend of the show. Yes. How we gonna do this? Okay. Let what me buff see. Do you guys have? I don't. I don't remember exactly what it looked like. Honestly, I was so Neither busy laughing about. Let me about see what that. I can do. I'll get some styles going. Let me see what I can do over here. Uh oh. Bryce is going to do something ridiculous. No, because I only got one buff. <laughs> you only, yeah, that's a lie. I, I only got one buff. I was only one time. So, are we, who, am I revealing mine first? <laughs> I, I could use some style inspiration. I mean, should we all maybe, style maybe off? Should, 
Oh, oh okay. Uh, okay. Mike might have had the buff bun, but I, I got the buff bag. Okay. Do the, the swoo-de-doop. Get that swoo-de-doop out of here. Okay. Mike Hoboken, what you got? Hoboken Mike. Oh, Hoboken. Words matter. And Perp. I feel like I've seen you with this hairstyle before. <laughs> we call I mean, it the rat tail. <laughs> at the don't, top. Don't do that. <laughs> How'd you get the bun at the top? I, I mean, got, I just got the, the beanie. Oh. oh. <laughs> Not emo jack. All right, let's do this. Oh, okay, I like that. Oh, this should all be right. an emo on Survivor. <laughs> all right, now everybody just smile. They wouldn't share any advantage. Hold on, mine ain't ready. Wait, I gotta get the hair looking. No, I like the hair like that, though, Jack. Now, describe to the people what we are doing, Wendell. Yeah, so right about now, um, we all have buffs in buns. We all have the buff buns. We have myself. Well, no, see. Oh, can we get a top, a top, a top view of you, Wendell? You can't see my. Top. Oh, never mind. Yeah, it's looking. Uh, you might have had that. That might have been the photo of you and Dom and Dom like. So we have, we have. Jack rocking the what buff do you have, Jack? I got the the the, the green trot from this season. Is that the uh, is that the t- t- ooh, nope? I will say it's the Vati tribe. Vati, yeah. <laughs> and Jack is rocking the Vati tribe. He has his hair parted down the middle. Um, kind of his hair is growing a little longish, it's so it's kind of in his face a little. He's kind of doing a little Xander action right now, but the buff is looking sharp. And let's see the buff bun. I don't know how to. I don't know. How to get the bun. I just got the. It's, it's more of a. You gotta tie it in a knot and then put it up there. So get your life we, together, Mister. We're not Jack. going with the the Joe Anglum ruined the bun. So we, 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 we're just going with the with the no comment with okay. the wizard hat. For those watching, we have myself. I have the Ghost Island merge buff, the authentic. Right, was that from actually the, the one you, you wore on on? The one that I wore on the island. It has the skull. It's a beautiful this this Ghost Island logo is probably one of the top logos that they've ever made. I'd love to add that to my collection. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then we have the purple one himself. Bryce, what buff is that? Uh, Solana. Solona. Bryce doesn't even know the name of his tribe anymore, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. But he said he's is that what? the authentic one too, Bryce? Yeah, this is the authentic one. Oh, Bryce, ladies and gentlemen, is wearing an authentic salami Bryce. But <laughs> it has a purple weave sticking out the top of it. It has a bun. I don't know where the hair is coming from, but he has some purple curls. He's uh, he's doing the most right now. Surprise, surprise. And his Survivor logo is upside down. Is it or is it the camera? Now, all right. Now, let's all just get in the camera close so that people can take a look at us. Take, listen, I want to see these photos on Twitter. Who has the best survivor buff bun? How to wait? Maybe, maybe my, my bang might be in my eye. Hold on. Did you take the <laughs> or no? Are you taking it, Bryce? No, the, the, fan, the viewers the will screenshot this for us. <laughs> Oh wait, where my hair go? It's a look. Twenty twenty three. Okay, enough. All right, back to business. Now we got a little. Um, we got a little disorganized with how 
the episode was going because my good friends wanted to jump right to Mike losing the idol and telling everyone about it. But in between this, there was a time on the Taku tribe, the orangish, reddish, orange, is it orange or red? Orange S. On the orange esque tribe where Jonathan shows Omar how to chop the coconut because he's over there, you know, he's he's trying it, he's not looking so good. And Jonathan's like, maybe I could show you, and then you know, you'll learn and you'll you'll be able to do it better. And then we get a confessional from Jonathan where he says, I can look in Omar's eyes and I can see that he trusts me. Bryce, your take? Jonathan, do me a favor real quick. <laughs> oh no. Okay, for those not watching, Bryce just put his eyes very wide right up to the camera and something else very wide, and we're not even gonna discuss oh, that. God. Oh god. <laughs> <sighs> so then Omar calls them the odd couple. And um Omar is the brain shield. Yes. And John is the Body shield, meat shield, meat. Keep it together. <laughs> Bryce is losing it. Bryce, I could, is- I could, I could go. Bryce is going to turn that shield into a sword. <laughs> I could go for a meat shield oh right about now. But okay, then uh, then Jonathan says that he and Lindsay are close, and that he wants to get closer with Mariah. Then we have an emotional. Um, is it a confessional from Mariah mm. when she talks about her brother James, who was the first healthcare worker to pass from COVID in the United States? Uh, I want to just take this moment to just send love to all the healthcare workers that have fought through this pandemic, all the first liners, um, responders. We appreciate you. We love you. And, uh, we, I'm, I'm sorry to hear about Mariah's brother. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we got that emotional confessional. A thousand percent. And I think that sometimes when people go on Survivor, you know, a lot of people, the one thing that resonated with me so much with Mariah was that a lot of people go on Survivor to win a million dollars. And I feel like her purpose to go on Survivor was like to get healing, to get to get some type of closure. And I can distinctly remember uh, season 30 uh Mike Holloway? Mike Holloway season uh, reminded me of Rodney with Rodney with his sister and that you know when Rodney was out there he uh, he felt as though he got the closure that he needed and didn't expect it so um, I just much respect to Mariah for just being so vulnerable and sharing that um, I definitely know what it's like to lose a brother and uh, just for her to be able to share that and Somehow, some weird way, there is the connection that you can connect with things that you don't normally every day that we try to like put away. The the, the island has a weird way of bringing that out because there is no TV. There is no, you know, you're stuck with these people and you're stuck with your emotions. So I, I definitely loved her being so vulnerable and sharing that with us. Agreed. Um, and you, all, when you go on that island, you you have these like deep and profound things that, that sometimes come to you, and these these experiences like because you're stripped down to the the bare minimum. Sometimes you have these moments and these epiphanies and other things. So um, I hope she was able to find you know some some kind of closure or something out there in her time. Um, moving forward, we had another commercial. What were they advertising? 
probably that's that other show again that comes on after survival like ray oh, lewis is getting more screen time than heather out here <laughs> it was meta world peace for me <laughs> it was the girl from full house what was it oh stephanie uh, tanner jo- jody sweeney or something yeah she was uh, out there and then the the lady from New York Housewives. What is it? I don't watch any of these shows. Wait, New York Housewives. Alex, Jill, who? A lady with um, red she's hair. A black woman. Nah, she's an attorney. Oh, oh, she was from the uh, the last season. Oh, okay. Yeah, you should have seen her in the quicksand. They had to wade through quicksand, bro. Oh, yeah, they were getting stuck. Anyway, Damn. this is not what is what is that show called? Survivor Borneo. Well, this is not a whatever that show's called podcast, but it's, it's fun. It's kind of fun to watch, I guess. Anyway, I'm not bashing that show. We, we had that commercial. Now it's day five. It's a challenge. Uh, it is a challenge for immunity and reward. The first tribe will get this massive fishing gear kit. Second tribe will get a little less fishing gear. Third tribe will get to go to tribal council and vote somebody out. What a reward. What a reward. Marianne pulls up. <laughs> She sees that her crush, Zach, got voted out. And she tells everyone that her crush got voted out. She says she has a 100% rejection rate with people that she likes. Bryce, what's your rejection rate with people that you like? About 96. So, no, I I felt that, again, here's the thing that I love about Marianne is and we think that she's so funny, but in these moments of vulnerability uh, that she shares with such lighthearted, there has been a time in my life that I have felt that way. And uh, just for her to share that and also wants me to just say, like, since you are a beautiful queen and to anybody that is rejecting you, they don't see your worth and they aren't worthy of the Marianne-ness that you are. And uh, you are beautiful. You are deserving. And we love you. Period. Period. Yes. Period. I'm sure her DMs probably flooded with some potential suitors right now. So, but yeah, like you said, I love her transparency. Like, and she said that, you know, at the marooning too, she was just, uh, it just anything that comes to her mind, she's just putting it out there. It's always so funny and, and charismatic and open and honest. So I thought that was such a funny uh, storyline to, to introduce kind of reminiscent of the uh, Billy Garcia, Candace romance from cook islands. Oh, um, but yeah, it was a really funny start to the challenge, but um, Jack, would you announce your crush on survivor? I think if they went home, I would, I would probably I, I I'd be more than happy to be like, yeah. She was hate mad. to see the loss. <laughs> <laughs> Bryce, would you announce your crush on Survivor? Absolutely. Yeah. I would. Not while they're in the game, though. Not, I mean, I think I would. I, I think I. Oh. I think that so. So there's a different level in crushes and also like being able to admire a zaddy. I think that I would admire zaddies. I don't think that I would uh, reveal crushes like uh, somebody that I actually thought that they were potential. Yeah. But also, you know, in my day and day and age of Survivor, there was only ever one token gay player. So, you know, who knows? Like, you know, like, I mean, the possibilities are now endless. Now, I have a I have I was on a season where someone revealed their crush on Winners at War, our good friend Nick Wilson told Parf <laughs> that 
She was his survivor crush. Nick what was you? better than both of us on that season. So, I mean, there's that. So, Nick you know. said, when I was 12 years old, I, I, I loved you. Yeah. We love Nick Wilson, though. Yeah. So fast forward a little bit. This is the blindfold challenge where there is a, one caller on a platform and he has to send these groups out or he or she, they have to send these groups out to go retrieve puzzle pieces while they're blindfolded through an obstacle course. Very fun challenge to watch. We had this challenge on Ghost Island. That was awesome. And um, yeah, what did you guys think of the challenge? Little, Lydia uh, was a great caller, by yeah, the way. First of all, Queen Lydia, love her. Freakiest freak vibes. Uh, this challenge was a little triggering for me because this was the challenge after uh, on Kagiyan, after I got eliminated, this was the next episode challenge. So Ooh. I felt a little ways about it. But I love the challenge. I think that I would have been a great caller. Um, A lot of pieces to manage. I think that Lydia did okay. I think Jonathan kind of sort of drowned a little bit in the beginning. Um, And I think that Drea held her own consistently. Jonathan sounded like a professional wrestler when he was screaming. (laughs) But um, you got me to where I was going though. Marianne ran into something and the the um expletive that she chose to use was shivel sticks, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> um but yeah. And, and so. then we had Mike running, I think it was Mike, right? Or no, Roxroy oh. ran ball first and and it cuts to day and be like Gotta protect the nuts, Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> Just dead serious. Daniel had a lot of good one liners this episode. I thought it was so funny. He was and then great it comes back to bitch. And then it cut back to Rocks would be like, oh, oh. <laughs> yes. I, I, I'm never a big fan of the blindfold challenges, I'll be honest with you. And I feel like I've seen a lot of the Survivor fandom being like, why do they keep doing it? It's, like, it's a good way for people to get hurt, for one. And it's, I don't know. It, it was Not a very exciting ch- It was a very exciting challenge. Well, I will say in like, I know in second chances, they did a, like a, the blindfold challenges where they have to move like the huge pieces. Oh. That I feel like is, is cause you drop one on like your shin or something. I mean, Daniel's gonna be like, gotta protect the shin, Wendell, or so, something like that. But this one was, this one was solid and it came down to the wire, which was really exciting to watch. Um, mm-hmm. and I actually, I was, I was thinking blue was gonna lose. So I was definitely surprised when, uh, the, yeah. when the, when the, Green Tribe. No, I'm sorry. The Orange Tribe tribe won. So Ghost Island Green Tribe won too. So Green Tribe won this one. Blue came in second. And the Red Taku Tribe loses. And that means that they gotta go to Tribal. Uh, We get back to the Red Tribe. Omar says to Jonathan that it's gonna be Mariah or Marianne. Mariah says to Marianne. Mariah says it should be Marianne because of how frazzled she gets and, and whatnot. Uh, Marianne says it should be Mariah. Obviously, these two are going to be gunning for each other. Marianne starts looking for an idol. Lindsay and Mariah see her. <laughs> what did she say? She said, I'm just like, looking for those plants that you were looking for before that we can eat. <laughs> I was like, Marianne. Like that's what you want to look for right now. Yeah, it was a it was a very cut and dry vote. It seems like I mean I think Jonathan, Omar, and Lindsay have a really good core of three that I could see going deep into the game. So it was really just weighing that the pros and the cons between cutting each of them. Um, 
And, yeah. and yeah, Mary, Marianne knew they were going for Mariah and Mariah knew they were going for Marianne. Um, but I did like the sort of, you know, character building that came out of it. Like I thought this was a great episode. Tribal was not the most exciting, but not every tribe is going to be crazy. So if you could set up these characters, where going forward. Each, each boot is going to have more weight and all, those blindsides are going to hit harder. I mean, that's, that's about as much as you can ask for in a sort of cut and dry vote like this. I also think that it is good. I've never been able to be in the majority of this, but I also think it was really well how Omar, Jonathan, and who was the other person? Lindsay. Lindsay. I think it was great how they, instead of letting chaos ensue, like I liked how they came to the consensus and then approached each of the other person to mm. in the event that they had an idol an event to like you know it, there was a method to that and I thought that that was like thinking back to Kagian the crowd control that Garrett may, might have maybe wanted to sort of have but could not pull it off Yeah, and also that could be a result of this shot in the dark being in play like alright now we got to really be smart with how we, yeah, with how we uh, navigate these blind sides. Yeah. So I also realized with well, last season, remember I just did, I cannot understand the numbers of the shot in the dark. So I now get it that it is more beneficial to use the shot in the dark when you're on these tribes as opposed to like in the merge or no, I'm wrong again. Why do you say that Bryce? Cause the numbers are smaller, but Bryce, it's always a one in six chance in that, in that shot in the dark. Even when you merge? Right well, I think it's always one in six, but um, I don't disagree with, with Bryce, though, because as the numbers go down, your uh, likelihood of getting voted out, in theory, goes up. So the benefit of playing the shot in the dark is more valuable. Your likelihood, if people use it. Like your right? vote, but your vote does matter more. I guess it's kind of linear. Like say there's a hundred people on your tribe and you have a one in six chance at safety. It's like, there's not really a reason to use it, I guess. Um, but it's also Unless, like, if you lose your vote, it doesn't really matter. Well, uh, yeah, no, it is. It is interesting to think about because I, the, the, the value of the safety is more important when there's fewer people. Right. But the value of your vote is also more important. Right. But I do think, if you are, if you're more confident you're going home, it's more valuable to use. So, it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. yeah. But how is it still one of six when we merge and we merge at ten? Because there will always be. It is always going to be a shot in six at at getting it. So, oh, okay. Yeah. I think because they, they don't want to make it like a one in twelve when it's yeah. at the merge. Because that's just so. The odds are always that. The okay. odds are so always, it's always okay. So I don't think I explained that last time, but now I get it. Okay. Although. Last season, wasn't there like an episode where maybe maybe I'm misremembering where they put like it was like a two in there was like two of them or maybe well, there's maybe there was oh they made it so there was twelve scrolls two and twelve two, so yeah two and twelve yeah so, so still one in, okay yeah yeah All right. opposed to another way to do it would be as people draw and get the to take uh, them out to no get back. Back. So now, next one will be one in five I like that's that but then that's a, that's a little overpowered because say it becomes like one in well it would be it's like oh, so say it gets down to like one in three right like you have such a good chance 
But it's like if you gamble and you lose, then one vote is now you're if someone doesn't yeah. gamble, then they have a vote that ties it up. That can get dangerous. That's, that's, that's pretty dangerous. Get, but couldn't it also get dangerous? If, well, I'm just saying, like, if they take them out, but then like y'all, you get on the three, four people, and then you know that like it would I don't know. You could just use no, it yeah. strategically to like, okay, if Wendell just went home and he played it and he didn't, then listen, I'm rolling the dot. Like, you well, know, I, they, I think they replace them. I mean, they they do, uh, but we were just tweaking we the rule. Saying, oh yeah, yeah. If it's like less and less every time. Yeah, no, it is interesting because there's that it's like that pay it's like a linear payoff between like how much your vote matters, but how much like your odds of being safe matter. Right. Um I actually like the shot in the dark a lot. If if I, you're if you're getting into tribal because it's it's not super strong. Like it's just a one in six chance, but that small chance can really change players thinking like Marianne says in tribal. She's like, you can have your plan a sub plan a, and then you might go to your plan B sub plan B and the plan seems all because of this one little thing. And honestly me, I feel like a lot of times I might overthink, you know, my contingency plans. Cause my thinking here, and we talked about this a little bit last week, Bryce was if Marianne and Mariah both know that they're, the two targets it's it's clear their individual vote doesn't matter so they should both you know play their shot in the dark in my opinion and and if i'm one of the three i'm now i don't know if there's only if i guess if there's six scrolls and only one shot like one safe then it doesn't matter but my sort of thinking was say somehow they both do it and they're both safe now that it's your alliance of three so maybe it makes sense to like or there was so, I was thinking of something during the episode. I was like, maybe there's a situation where you want to like split the vote onto like someone else just in case, or or, or if like I don't know. It, it adds a lot of like layers of thinking because not to cut you off while you ponder this. No, you're good. I'm still. I don't even know. Yeah, you still pondering. We don't know if Marianne played that extra vote because Jeff no, only she, read. She, she didn't. She didn't. She. Oh, oh, I'm. Because oh, Jeff only read three votes. Yeah, I don't but think she it wouldn't did. make sense because but she wouldn't voting, know though. Like no, it would because if they're choosing to vote for either her or Mariah, then that amount of votes will be yeah. more than that her and an extra vote. Yeah. That's why if I'm Marianne, I'd probably just play my shot in the dark too. Because it's like What's the point? Yeah, like okay, yeah, I that makes why, sense. Your vote doesn't really matter. Um yeah. but, that's that's a that's one way to do it. That yeah. is one way to do it. And then but, you uh, come back and they're like, what, you didn't trust us? Well, that's, what? The, that's what we talked about last week. That's like the down, because I was saying, you know, if Tori knows it's between her and Zach, maybe Tori should have played her shot in the dark too. But it's just like, then you're, it's like that benefit of that one in six safety. But the downside is you're telling, you're sort of telling your alliance like, hey, I was worried. So, yeah. but I mean, I, and I, my, my argument to that was, yeah, I'm going to be worried. My, my name is coming up. Well, or I guess, well, I think, yeah, if you go back to camp, you could be like, A, you know, what if they played an idol? So I want to be safe. B, I think you can just say the same logic. Be like, look, if it was between me and them, I trusted you guys 99%. But on that 1% chance that you guys are coming for me, my vote doesn't matter either way. So I'm just going to play it and try to be safe. So it didn't, we didn't see it a lot last. We've already seen it more in 42 than we did in 41. And I think it is a good little like, you know, it's a low chance. It's not super strong, but it makes people think about contingency plans and the best players. Like we talked about last week, Bryce, with these little twists where you have to get creative, the best players are going to make their contingencies plans properly. And the bad players are going to, are going to fumble a little bit. Um, 
And that could even be making too many contingency plans. Like right. you could be overthinking it and then screw yourself over. So uh, I get it. I thought it was pretty interesting. What and also though, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, and ultimately who goes home? Yeah. Ultimately Mariah goes home. But wait, finish the statement. Me and Mariah go back like babies and pacify. Oh, dirty dog, no liar. Keep the fantasy hot like fire. Jump, jump. Let me see you do the stuff. Girls, let me see you shake your rope. Fellas, do it from the back of up and just do it, do it. I'm out of country. Okay. I'm out. Is that okay. too much? That was right. I was just waiting okay. for the Mariah hey. part, but okay. I'm gonna have to, can I'm you not send these songs in advance so I can learn them? <laughs> Damn, Jack, that so was Jack Harlow next episode. <laughs> Jack, you weren't born yet, brother. Uh, it was. No. It, it comes with the Noah fall. It does. It does. Um. Yeah, that's all I got. So yeah, I mean, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited. Survivor News is back. The three baby boys are back. Go ahead, Jack. I just want to real quick. I mean, if you guys were in the in the shoes of of Jonathan, Lindsay, and Omar, what would you have picked? Would you have sent home Marianne, or would you have sent home Mariah? And we touched on this a little bit in the beginning of the episode, but I just want to hear your thoughts. I think I would have probably no shade. I probably would have sent Mariah home only in the sense of my thinking that if people, if Marianne's energy is rubbing people the wrong way, I want to get close with her and I want to make her uh, one of my stronger alliances. Okay. And I hear that. I, 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 I question because Marianne is a lot like she's a over the top personality, right? But an edit can do a lot also. So we could be seeing a lot of that out of, you know, like, so I I don't know. Maybe she's more um, maybe or just like those those like larger than life moments aren't as as much as we I don't know. I don't know. So. Honestly, I feel like if I were out there, I don't think it would be Mariah or uh, Marianne going home. Because so who I, do you think it would be? I would probably target Jonathan. Why? Well, I, I mean, I would. from the from the perspective of that alliance. But, but like, just, why? Would, if you were so, say you were in Omar's shoes and you were playing instead of Omar, and you had your own views, why would you target Jonathan? I mean, I for me, too much of a zaddy. I mean, yeah, I, you'd be in love. What are you talking about? Listen, lust, not love. Would, but I'm, I'm just saying, if I were out there and if I were in the Omar position, I probably would identify and connect more with Marianne and Mariah, and I think that we would be a tighter core. And I don't know if I yeah. would want to sacrifice any of them. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I see that as a potential alliance for you, for sure. But Jonathan over Lindsay, you think? Or, I mean, maybe even Lindsay, just, too. But yeah, I'm just yeah. saying, like, I just, I was just actually, when I thought about the question, I said, actually, like, me being out there would actually could possibly change the dynamic. And not that we would be in an alliance, but I'm just saying that, like, I might have a, I don't know, but child, Jonathan could have told me to look into his eyes and listen, it would have been Mariah. So I don't know. I don't know. Day, you would have wanted to be on that tribe with Jonathan as long as possible. You're right. We know that that maybe one day he'll know I exist. Hey, Jonathan, he, Jonathan Stan podcast, meet shield podcast. We here. We here. So ultimately, our girl Mariah goes home, sadly. Um, and now, and then there were, what, 15? Are we at yeah. 15 now? Mm-hmm. Yes. The ultimate third boot 
Excited to welcome Mariah to the club. It has been so much fun. Survivor News is back. I'm so excited to have Jack Wendell here breaking us down. I am looking forward to the next episode, which will bring another Survivor News episode. But before we go, it's important for Wendell to let the people know what is happening April 6th in the nation's capital. Oh, for sure. We are having Bryson Wen present the District 42 at Proper 21K. We are watching Survivor on April 6th, 8 p.m. Get your tickets. Link in my bio. Link in the Bryson Wen present bio. Maybe link in Bryce's bio. If you want to grab your tickets, we have some good guests coming and a very, very special surprise guest will and be in the And it's building. just like honey where your love comes over me. Oh, baby, I had a dependency and it's a, 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 your, a taste of your honey. So show me whatever you want from me. Show me whatever you want from me. Listen, we are singing Mariah Carey in homage to our girl Mariah, the third boot. And that is this week's Purple Pants Podcast, Survivor News. Hell yeah. <laughs> and that is going to conclude this week's edition of your Survivor News. We greatly appreciate you guys tuning in and listening. Listen, give us some feedback. Write us some comments on the YouTube. Tweet us. Let us know. Don't forget to make sure you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever there is podcasts available. Find us. Make sure you also tag along on YouTube. You can find it at Bryce Isaiah. Click the subscribe button. Give the video some thumbs up, okay? And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that words matter because it's a... It's a, it's a, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the purple pants podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the purple pants podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the purple pants podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back though. It's the purple pants, it's the purple pants.